0: So, where's your, you know, your little friend? Um, we're not friends anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, I had to break things off. Are you okay? No, but I'll get there. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So, come on, sit with me. Let's talk about this and get to how to understand when it's time for a breakup. It's going to be good, y'all. I'll see you on the flip. Hey there, and thank you for joining me on today's podcast. Yes, indeed. As you can tell, I'm a little bit under the weather with my sinuses and so, but... The show must go on and we do these daily. And I am making sure that I astound myself with making sure that I come before you and showing my life and my body that, yes, it is all good. You can heal. You can do what you need to, but we still going to do this podcast. All right. As long as we're able-bodied with the resources, we're doing it. So thank you so much for always showing up, supporting, kind words, and all of that. So today, we're going to be talking about why it's time for a breakup. And I am going to just say that there are there comes time, a time when the medicine or the solution to a problem is just as painful, if not more painful, than the problem. And you find yourself in a conundrum where do I get the medicine? Do I get the solution? Or do I go on and work with the pain that I know and can manage and uh, avoid the unbearable pain uh, that I don't know? And I'll tell you guys, the other night there was a uh, show. Now, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it, um, but I follow the storyline, you know, um, as people do, and there was a a recap of what happened, and the gist of it was this: uh, it was a medical show in the, you know, America, and it involved a love triangle, and the person who was, I believe, the most innocent of the three who was also the most objective, took it upon herself to claim her victory and go on and uh, fall on the sword and deal with the inevitable tremendous pain of a breakup. And wouldn't you know it, this is how wisdom does. Wisdom is like there is a powerful message in this and more people would do well if they learned how to embrace this and understand that there's a lot of stuff in their life that they need to be breaking up with. And I am going to tell y'all, I am looking and identifying some and I'm like, oh, I'm scared. It's, it's not good. <laughs> so I'm not going to even play like it's easy. Nope, it is not. But there comes a time when it is wise. It is in the long run, the best thing you can do. And it will take you through a journey. Uh, so it's not easily won. It will be a hard fought victory, but still the option is there. So when we talk about time for a breakup, what I like about this, that wisdom is showing me with the little smacks that I've been getting, those love taps, is that the good thing is, is that you can do this on your own terms. Yeah, you don't have to wait for the calamity to come crashing down on you. If you can gird yourself up and understand that, you know, if I pull the bandaid off fast, it'll sting. But it won't be prolonged any more than it should, then you can, in theory, get through the the hurt and the pain of the medicine and of the solution. And this brings me to this understanding that I've been working with, uh, with a lot of different people. I was blessed to um, have a consult today uh, dealing with uh, marketing and we were dealing with uh, disruptive and substantive uh, technologies in this particular field. And understanding that to go the route of the disruption is going to be very painful. And it's not a quick pain. I'm talking about mm, some years, but In the long run, it will not cannibalize your growth. It will not uh, cause you to stagnate because you're trying to get early quick profits that have a definite end of life cycle. And as I was talking about it, I was thinking about this, time for a breakup time for a breakup. And I was like, okay, so we're going to be talking about this on the podcast, because if it's showing up in all these different areas, you see, that's how wisdom starts to work with us. You start to get her creating an echo chamber around you that, hey, this is important. This is something that people need to be aware of, because if you know it before you need it, it will help you to make sure that you succeed. Okay, so disruption for growth. And I'm pretty sure you've heard someone throw that word around like it's some trendy, new, sparkly, uh, it uh, word of disruption, disruptive. And most of the people that are using that word are not using it to the fullest of its extent. And the way we're looking at it today, because you know, we have to put a scope on what we're talking about because you can't be everything to everybody. But if you get surgical precision and you get radical to go deep down to root out the problem, honey, you can wreck up some stuff and you can get some major, powerful work done. So, the way we're looking at this disruption for growth, what we're looking at is going through and evaluating things that feel good on the front end, but eventually peter out in uh, quick quicker than usual succession. Meaning anything that is not gonna be able to be sustained for the next, anywhere from one to, depending on the industry, depending on your situation, one to 10 years. Let me put it this way. If you knew with a crystal ball that the person that you're all in love with right now and you can't stand to live without, I mean, you want to breathe their carbon dioxide If you had a crystal ball with absolute certainty that if you continue down this course with how loved you are, how in love you are, and how your feelings are true, their feelings are true, and someone told you that you only are going to have five years of this, and then it's going to drag out another seven and By the time you're done, you're going to be in total disarray, hatred. Uh, You'll be a shell of yourself. You will have scars that are darn near irreparable, making you useless for another person to be in a relationship with. Would you be willing to break it off knowing that information? That's what we're looking at today. And I was like, oh, this is so heavy. But, you know, we can't shirk away from when wisdom is trying to minister to us and get us to that temple uh, where we can be stronger than before, where we can be purified and we can uh, have the best expression of our life. Now, can we? Of course not. So when we talk about disruption for growth, what we're talking about is being willing to turn off what looks like a good thing right now and go back down to the starting point, down to the bottom, alone or starting over, losing everything that you have, uh, enduring the the shame of people not understanding, you know, how did you fall down to this level when you seem to have it all? Boy, I'm gonna tell you, that public opinion is something else. Woo, it's something else. But this is how you go about disrupting your life to be able to have sustained and prolonged growth. I am a uh working. um, And you guys, if you are a writer and you're listening to this, be on the lookout um, because I am putting together a uh, breakthrough system that I've been working on for the last um, almost 20 months that shows you lot of these techniques, but things that you need to do if you want to stop having to jump through hoops to to pay more to sell less books. And uh, so it'll involve some of this in in that uh, arena for self-publishing. And so I'll be dropping the link and giving you guys more information in the uh, show notes coming up within the next few days. So anyway, getting back to this, this disruptive technique that you are uh, going to possibly engage in is going to stop your flow. It's going to stop your uh, perceived progression. It's going to look like you messed up a good thing when you had it going. And it makes it hard to get your hands around when it's time for a breakup because the disruption seems like it could be avoided. It seems like it puts the blame on you that you did something to mess it up. But then in the long run, and a lot of times it's not even the long run, in the short term even, I'm talking about a year to three years, you look back and you're thankful and grateful that you stopped it because your life is spared from a whole heap of pain that you would have been in a direct, unavoidable collision course headed straight for you if you had continued going along your path. So when we talk about disruption, we are dipping our toe. Well you ain't we we ain't not dipping our toe. We are getting directly in the uh the heart of the tornado whirlwind that is chaos and breaking it up, tearing it up, uh doing away with everything you know. And the thing about this disruption is It's not where it's clean because it lives in the realm of chaos. And we have talked about chaos enough on this podcast so that you already know that when chaos first shows up, Chaos is destructive, like we're talking about here, dangerous, messy. It is full of cloudiness. um, And it takes a minute to even just get your bearings. You feel topsy-turvy, turned upside down. You don't know which way is right. And you're in free fall, um, spinning like a top trying to figure out which way is up, down, left, right. And it makes it really hard to catch yourself and to catch yourself while you're falling, free falling at a fast rate that's almost guaranteed that you're going to have a big old splat. And so that's where we talk about how this, this, uh, pain comes in that makes it so hard for us to be able to test, not test, but be able to do what we know we need to do, win wisdom. Um, and when our eyes open enough for us to start peeping that, yeah, it's probably time for me to end this. It's This is not my forever. This is just a season and I got my reason. So it's time for me to break it off. Now, I don't know if I'm talking to someone specifically or if, as you're listening, it's giving you ideas about uh, explanations of what's going on in people's lives around you. But I will say this that you want to remember that when you uh, do it on your terms and you disrupt your growth, you start to turn that growth into a forward propulsion. Because, what's that old saying? When you hit the ground, the only way you can go is forward and up. You gain a bounce back. You gain a propulsion. And You can only go up from there. So it's a win-win situation. And I know that you're like, this is not fun, Michelle. Who would readily cause themselves to go through this unnecessary pain? But that's the thing, it is a necessary pain. It is something that if you do it on your own terms, you'll get to be in control and mitigate a lot of the pain that would happen if you waited too long and the ability to control it is wrenched out of your hands. Come on now, I'm going to tell you, it can be exponentially worse. And the sad thing about when it's time for a breakup, it's either break up now or be broken later. And if you're broken later, that thing is, oof, I don't even want to quantify it, but it is way worse than if you uh, fortified yourself to do it when. You still had a chance of not losing your mind, not losing your identity and not losing your hope that everything is going to be okay. All right. And so let me just go back over what we've talked about so far. Um, And that is when it's time for a breakup, it is time for you to get disruptive and knowingly dismantle, tear down, stop, cast yourself into the abyss of uncertainty. To stop a usually a good thing. And rarely when it's time for the breakup, do you do you have concrete evidence that it's on the decline? Because I will say, I will tell you, usually, if you know definitively that it's time to break up, it's almost too late. You really gonna go through a lot of hurt and pain because you're already on the collision course downward. And that speed and velocity is whoo it's something else. We're going to talk about how speed kills in a minute. But just understand that when you get the whiff of it, when you get the least thought of it, uh, be willing to employ your wisdom to do it. And there have been some people who have been able to disrupt their lives in stages so that it wasn't total cataclysm. And I have talked about this before when I've talked about chaos and order and I've talked about how there are some people who are always breaking up and they are using doing it by quantum leaping and S-jumping. And those are fancy words and they're not woo-woo. They're actual practical terms that joke you Public knows, especially if they are in uh, the technology realms and in those power realms where there's a lot of money at stake. And so what... It simply means is when you first start to see the signs of what it was that you wanted uh, to to start producing or start showing a uh, positive impact, these folks are ready to jump off that ship and start doing the next thing that is going uh, to have to be built up. And the reason why they do it is because if you're always uh, disrupting yourself when you're on the upside of the S, you know, in that, in that middle curve, you're able to just keep jumping to that middle section where you don't have to go down to the ground and you don't have to go up so high that is fatal for you to fall. You know, I'm not going to give this event all of the credit, but, a lot of people started embracing this in business terms when they had the banks um, crashing in the early 2000s where they were too big to fail. And a lot of people said this is a teachable moment and we want to make sure that this never happens to us. And so how can we mitigate our risk. And they started understanding that mitigating risk and loss has uh two sides to it. You can get you can get too big. And people had not until that time really put a lot of stock in controlling how big you get without a parachute. And so it's not that they don't try to continue to scale and grow their efforts. No, it's that they always have cushioning. They always have that big balloon at the ground willing to catch them so that they don't have to fall all the way down. You see, this thing has layers to it. And when it's time for a breakup, it does not mean that you are necessarily debasing yourself and humbling yourself in a way that makes you ashamed of yourself. No, 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 no. It's where you start getting the taste for power to uh, regulate the amount of pain that you have to endure. Okay. And so I want to, I want to like paint a little picture of a canvas on your mind so you can really get this understanding. So here goes metaphor time or simile time. So there have been, uh, situations that I've seen on television shows, movies, and the like, where somebody's leg has been badly broken, usually one of those medical shows. And what is the first thing that the doctors do? They say, hold them still, stick this uh, split in their mouth, and they tell them, this is going to hurt. What? Very bad. And they you know, seem to agree, and then the doctors do something, and they either snatch the uh, leg back into order so that the bone can get reset, or they do something even more radical, and they purposefully break the bones. Ask any orthopedic surgeon, and they will tell you, yes, this is a common practice. They are willing to break your leg so that they can reset them correctly, and they show that the pain of the medicine and the solution is so great that some people go to through near death in order to live. And think about when people are uh, going through their their cancer journey, where their body is turning on itself and creating tumors that are trying to kill itself. And so, what do they do? They, depending on the level, they go radical, where they pump your body full of poison, and uh, they call it chemotherapy. and And they pump your body <clears throat> full of this uh, poison. And they have to regulate it to just the moment where to go any further, a millimeter more, and you die. To the point where you lose your hair. Some people have lost brain cells. Some people have lost uh, uh, footings. Uh, Women have uh, been thrown into menopause no matter your age and, and not had viable eggs after it as a survivor. And it's diabolical. But it's it's the solution. It's the medicine. And not only that, after they have gotten to the point where they can uh, be able to sustain, then they radiate everything on top of that. And so they put those frequencies of radiation in to kind of go back through and make sure they caught every little thing. And some people have gone through these processes more than twice. And it makes it hard to sit with people that you love and knowing that they are going willingly to the brink of death to be able to force their bodies to fight back. And when it's time for a breakup, I wish I could tell you that you're never going to have to go to that level, but sometimes that's what it requires. Whether it be fighting for your livelihood, fighting for your family, fighting for your beliefs, fighting for your uh, environment, your society, sometimes it requires going to the brink of death to force all that makes uh, makes you up to start fighting back. Because when you destroy everything and you get to that utter point, remember when we talked about the process of chaos? Once chaos has done its darndest and its destruct- destruction, what does it start to do? It starts to give us phoenix out of the ashes where you start to have new life, uh, birth, newness, growth, uh, and, and all of those things that lead us into a golden dawn of livelihood and of beauty and of rebounding. And there are a lot of people who have successfully gone through these radical, uh, Modalities, and now you look at them and you can't even tell they ever went through it. They're beautiful. They are. Uh, they have rebounded, and it is because they did it on their terms. And so, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but what I am saying is that if you know better. <laughs> and you know the options that are there for you, you are able to do better. And so there might be an area in your life where it is truly time for a breakup. And it is going to take some radical digging out down to the bone and marrow even of the rot and uh, the death that you're gonna have to dig out. And it's not gonna be pretty. It's not going to be painless. And it's gonna cause you to get to the brink of death. And you know, so you have to be aware of that. And so, I want to say this that it's time for if you're if you are starting to get ideas of areas that you might flinch at it when you dare think about it, but wisdom is starting to talk to you and say it's time to let it go. It's time to break up with it. If you're at that point, I just want to let you know it's time to force your entire beating to fight back from the razor's edge of death. For as much as it all seems like hope is gone, um, that hopelessness is in direct proportion to how great you'll have it on the other side of this. When you start your ascent and when you understand that for every action, there is a reaction for every cause, there is a, uh, response. And when you're able to do it on your terms, you are, you gain this insight and this ability and this permission to control it. When I was putting the notes together for today's podcast, I remember this famous television line when I was a little kid. And it was from, in America, um, ABC's Worldwide, Wide, uh, excuse me, Wide World of Sports. I always transpose that. And they had this famous uh, slogan. And it said, spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. And I looked at that and I was like, oh my God, this is the yin and the yang. This is the dragon and the phoenix. This is the intake of breath and the exhale of death. This is everything. This is the timing when it's time to grow and it's time to die and it's time to move forward and it's time to kill off what no longer uh, helps you. And I wrote this down as kind of like a litmus test to help you start poking around to see if you really do want to break up with some some uh, situations in your life. And it's called the speed test. <laughs> and I got this. Now, I've told you guys in the summertime, I have this uh I'm not going to call it a guilty pleasure because I like it. And it's called American Ninja Warrior. Now, I gladly watch those people. I will watch them while I'm on my treadmill walking comfortably in the confines of air conditioning in my home. And I will root them on and get excited. But I have no (laughs) desire to do all the obstacle course stuff that they do. I just don't. But I thoroughly enjoy it. And on that program, they have this saying that says, speed kills. And what ends up happening is, is because things are timed and it gets down to the uh, razor's tooth of an edge to mean the possibility of you advancing or being sent home to only have to go back through all the qualifications the next year. Some people feel that pressure to race, to go faster uh, or as fast as humanly possible. And they make mistakes that are so obvious that causes the observing audience to go, oh, like and be in shock and disbelief. And so I want to say this that when you are targeting those areas that it's time to break up, and you know the breakup is going to be painful. But you do understand that if you keep going, you probably only have another few years of it going well anyway. And if you go on and uh, shorten that, you get to control it as opposed to uh, not moving until you are forced to and it taking twice as long or, or longer. You will start to understand this thing um, about how to go through something. And that is patience and I'm going to tell you when I'm going through stuff patience feels like a dirty rat bastard I said it I mean it it is diabolical because it will not be moved you can't shove it you can't conjole it you can't bribe it you just have to deal with it and you have to allow patience to have its perfect work. And the thing about patience, especially when you're talking about this type of thing where there's some pain involved, there's some changing, there is the confusion of uh, what lies on the other side of all of this chaos and what are you gonna do? And the thing is, is patience, even though you, you might be you know, dealing with it, patience doesn't do you any favors. It doesn't seem to give you any feedback or it's gonna be okay. It doesn't give you any insight of, girl, you're going to be all right. And, you know, it doesn't seem to give you all of these glimmers of hope to let you know, oh, keep going. It's going to get better real soon. Mm -mm. Patience loves to work in the area of the grind and the grunt work. Now, a little while ago, I talked about uh, the difference between uh, perfected practice and uh, grunt work or uh, the grit and the grind. And the biggest thing that we realized uh, from Professor, I think it's Amy Duckworth, but Professor Duckworth's uh, study of uh, West Point Cadets was that people who were able to make it through the grueling uh, trials of the program. Did two things. They did it as a team, so they could get support, and uh, you know they treated each other like comrades instead of competitors. But then they also understood that this is the grind, and you're not going to get feedback, you're not going to get assurances, you're not going to get signs, and it's going to take as long as it takes. And I think it's really powerful that children uh, that are still forming their brains, the two hemispheres of their brains, at you know between the ages of eighteen and twenty five, they are going through these grilling times. And for them to understand this, how much more should we as adults be willing to understand that patience will not be moved and patience will have its perfect work to purify you and to do what it needs to so that when you emerge, it has set you up where you're not going to fall down. It's not going to be so easy for you to fall back and keep making the same mistakes over and over again because patience will take you through the valley of the shadow of death. Oh yes, it will make you camp out there. It will wait alongside you, not giving you any feedback and and, uh, impressing upon you that you have to figure out the lessons of why you're here and how to get out. It's like someone putting you in an escape room with no directions and saying you got to figure it out and you're not getting out until you figure it out and whenever I um (laughs) whenever I think about it in that way I'm like patience I wish I could like you but it's hard (laughs) but when patience has gotten done with you oh my gosh don't (sighs) That's what makes people admire you. That's what makes people look at you in awe because you come forward with stuff that you can never outsource, you know, personality traits, fortifications to uh, your ability to do stuff. It works on your ego. It helps you to strengthen your ego, to know who you are. It gives you clarity. And I could just go on and on and on about what patience does. But I just want to make sure that you understand when you going through especially when you are willing to break it up you're going to have to allow patients to come in and it's not going to be just because you decided oh i'm going to do this that you get to speed up to the front of the line you still going to have to go through and it's going to take the time that it takes so in my last few seconds what i want you to do is i want you to understand that if you are sensing that things are coming to an end or everything points to you needing to change up some stuff trust your good and trust your knowing that that's wisdom working on you. And it truly is time for a breakup and that you can disrupt some things and come out on it in a better way uh, for a longer time of, uh, of success. So yeah, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiber, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah! Don't forget to check the show notes and I'll see you tomorrow.